This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. I am so excited to be here because I think this is hopefully gonna demystify or debunk kind of this myth that in order to be worthy, we have to constantly be producing and our worthiness or what we, you know, contribute to this world or how valuable we are to others and even to ourselves is tied to how much we put out. And I think this is definitely what I was thinking for a very long time. And in the last couple of years, started to do some work to kind of dig into that and what that means. And does that have to be kind of the norm for our lives? Yeah, and kind of just untangling, I think, getting to the root of where we all learned that. Um, And then, as you said, like beginning to explore how we untangle that, but recognizing it's going to take time and a lot of effort on our end. Yeah, and I think a lot of this came for me, like just listening to different, you know, when you listen to different podcasts or when you start to get interested, more interested in personal development and, you know, you're following people on Instagram. And this was kind of a common thing theme. And I know when before I did more of the personal development and it was just like work out harder or get the next degree or I was, I was slash sometimes still am like obsessed with how full can my calendar be and how many things can I list off that I accomplished in a day. Um, and really valuing myself that I was known for being efficient and productive. And those were like words that I held, um, self-value from And so then once I started digging in and like actually forcing myself almost to slow down, kind of seeing the value that that could bring even more so. Right. A couple things. First, I like 100% resonate with you, especially the messaging that we're getting from social media, because I feel like that's the main thing that all of us consume. It's like everything you see on social media goes against what we're talking about right now. It's always like, do more, 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 do this, this, and this, and then you'll have success, or then you'll be quote-unquote perfect um and so as I said I resonate with that but I'm also just curious like how you begin to understand when you want to let go of some things or what feels so scary about letting go of things so I think this is something I was a little bit forced into so two and a half years ago our family moved to Texas and I was used to my social calendar when we lived in the Midwest, just all our people were there. And so not only was my work and, you know, professional and my kids schedules and, but my social calendar, like it was always full. And then we moved here and I didn't know as many people and didn't have connections and we weren't involved in as much at the beginning. And so it was kind of a very uncomfortable forced, um, downtime. Right. And so Luckily, I used that as a time to kind of dig into me because 
that's all I had to do. Not really, but you know, like I had more time in theory to do that. And so I didn't at the beginning really make conscious decisions about doing less. Um, as we got here and like made more connections and we got involved in more things and the kids joined more activities and I got more involved at work. Um, I think I was starting to have to make more decisions. And semi-recently I heard in a podcast and around the same time, it kind of came up in a few different podcasts, like when deciding what to let go of, I think we have to ask ourselves, is what I'm about to do or what I feel like what's next on my list, right? Is this energy giving or energy draining? And I think, um, I've had this experience a lot where like, okay, I'm supposed to have a phone call with a friend and I know it's going to be one of those catch up. It's going to be an hour kind of phone calls. And so much of the time that is like life giving. That is a connection to a person that I feel close to that just gets me. And so many times that's life giving. And I know that even if I'm tired, I will be happy that I did it. But there are other times when like the day was really long and I am exhausted and I'm not my best self and I'm grumpy and I will not be my best self and present showing up for that friend. But also when I get done, I'm going to just feel more tired. And in those moments, being able to say like, hey, tonight ain't it. Like, when can we put it on the calendar? And trusting that that will be respected. And even if it's not, trusting myself that that's what I need to do. Um, But that takes some time to kind of be in tune to that energy giving or energy draining. Right. Because I'm listening to you saying that. And this just shows how I'm still in the process. As I know you are, you just might be in a different place than I am. But I'm imagining like being able to say to somebody like, hey, this actually like wouldn't be the best for me right now. Can we reschedule? Like that is something that I would struggle with. But at the exact same time, I love your question of does this would this provide me energy or would this drain me? Because I think a lot of times I struggle in my head where I create a lot more mental drama than there needs to be, where I feel like in asking myself that question, you can just cut to the chase and it just gives you a clear answer when you really ask yourself that. Yeah, and I think the tricky part sometimes comes with initially the answer a lot of times because we're so busy or whatever during the day, right? That when it comes to the evening, I think almost always be like, oh my God, that's going to be too draining. I'm going to say no. And then I think you can go too far the other direction where you're saying no to everything. And then you're like, oh, my social needs or my connection, my relationships are now suffering because I'm saying no to everything. And that's not necessarily how far you want to go either. Um, So yeah, I don't think there's like, get it right. I don't think there's a one answer that every time you ask yourself, is this phone call worth it? The answer should be yet. No, that's not true. And so Mm -hmm. I think that takes practice. And even with practice that we're not going to get it right every time and that's okay. And it's also okay to be midway through the happy hour or midway through the phone call and be like, holy cow, I got to go. Like, let's reconvene another time. But right now, like I'm not feeling, you know, Like this is filling my cup in the way that I need it to and being really confident um, in that decision, I think, Mm -hmm. because that leads to like, you don't owe anyone anything. And this is so hard. And that includes like your time and your energy and you cannot give what you don't have. 
And I think for so long, I am this Enneagram 2 helper where I'm like there for other people all the time. And that truly, genuinely does like fill me up. But I was doing that to a fault where like I never took time to care for me and ask what I was wanting. And so it worked. It worked for me for years because I was getting enough back from helping others that I was okay. But that can't last forever. And I just kind of hit a wall. And I don't owe any of those people anything. I don't owe even my husband or my kids or my dog or my mom. Like my time and my energy if I don't have it inside me. And so being okay with that idea that you are a gift to other people, but you have to do that to yourself first. And that's not just what you're producing, but that time and energy piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know it's like such a cliche to be like, well, you can't like energize other people if you don't have energy yourself, but it's also so true. And that's something I'm trying to learn myself at the moment because like as you're saying like years ago I feel like I'm in that place now where it's just like I give and give and give and then when it comes time for me I'm like too exhausted to give myself anything so I'm definitely working on it um I was writing down questions as you spoke um I think that it's so important and I like had a light bulb moment as you were talking because you're saying like I am willing to ask myself is this going to energize or deplete me and being honest with yourself, but even I think you go a step beyond that because you are allowing that for others. Like just last week, you offered me that option. And I think that creates a really safe space for others where they're not even having having to decide for themselves or at least initiate that decision, but you're able to just offer it to other people. And I think that creates a really safe space and it encourages other people to kind of go down this journey as well. And I think sometimes that's so hard because like, In hindsight, like when I have offered it, and this is new, this is new-ish for me too. But when I've like said to other people, like, is this really what's good for you right now? And if it's okay, if it's not, that doesn't mean that I'm not a little bit disappointed. Like, oh, it was going to be energy depleting for you, but it was going to be energy giving for me. And now I don't have the opportunity. So I want to acknowledge that too, that like respecting our friends and what they need is yes, it kind of like feels good, right? That I'm still giving to someone else by allowing them kind of that out if that's not what they need. But I want to acknowledge that that's hard too. Like if a friend is always saying, no, I'm too tired. No, that's going to deplete me. If that's like also a pattern, then that's probably also something to look at, right? Because then maybe that friendship is not something that's going to end up being life-giving to you you know, in the long term, if you're always feeling let down. But like you said, in this, in a mutual connection or relationship, if you're doing that for each other and giving that grace and space and encouraging that self-love for each other, like those are the relationships that you cannot necessarily replicate. You know, those happen with a lot of intentionality. And I think that's a part of it too. Yeah, that kind of brings up another question for me because I, when I was brainstorming on the issue, I was just thinking of how this shows up in so many different areas of my life. Like, I absolutely see it show up in my nine to five job, but then I see it show up in my relationship with my body and like food, movement, things like that, but also just like domestic home life. 
Um, and so I'm curious how you feel about when you are trying to do less, like just all of these different relationships, like with coworkers or with your husband or friends, you spoke about friends a little bit. Yeah. So this is funny. You should ask. I feel like my husband's been good at this and to the extent that it like drives me crazy. He'll be like, I need me time and we'll put the kids to bed and we'll spend some time together. And then I'll always go to bed before him and it'll drive me crazy that he stays up like so late. And he's like, sometimes I do that because I need time alone. Like I need my me time. And so he's always been, um, in, in some ways, not all, but in some ways, like a model of that, even when I didn't understand it and drives me crazy, still don't always understand it and still drives me crazy. But I think him modeling that, um, but a big piece, I think in the home life is having to let go of this facade of perfection. And so if the laundry doesn't get done because I am tired, like that's okay. But then there's other days I come home and it's kind of driving me crazy that it's sitting there and doing something productive is energizing. Like when I'm done with that, I'm like, oh yeah, got that done. Like, and that feels good to cross something off the to-do list. So being able to ask myself that question, I don't know that it's always conscious, but letting go of this idea of perfection and acting as if like the president is going to walk in my house every day. So it has to look so clean that, you know, anyone could stop by at any time. Like ask myself, how often is someone actually stopping by? And the people that are stopping by probably don't give a crap because they're our friends that love us. So like being really honest with myself, like let it go. Like who cares? Like clearly my kids and my husband don't care. So there's something there's a problem if I'm the only one caring about it because it probably means it's not actually that big of a deal. Right, yeah. I feel like when I was brainstorming on it, especially when I started considering, like, home life, I can, like, 100% fess up to I have an issue, like, even just, like, delegating and handing off tasks. So this is a version of me doing less, like, for myself to energize. Um, and I really, really, really struggle with that because in my brain everything needs to be done a specific way and so I find that it's hard for me to even like hand off tasks alone to my boyfriend but then when I do hand off the tasks I if I see him doing it how I wouldn't do it like I have an issue with that and that was causing problems in our relationship where it's like I need to hand things off but then I can't hand things off and so something I've like began doing is like just walking away like if he's doing dishes, it's not how I like it. Like, I don't need to sit there and they're getting done. It's kind of that idea, like you're saying, like, just letting enough be enough. But I have found that, like, in my life, that a lot of times means I need to just, like, walk away and let things happen. Yeah, I, I heard this. And maybe some of this started for me, like, a year and a half ago. It was, like, a Glennon Doyle podcast, which I love. But her sister is who I actually <laughs> resonate with because... She's very much type A and definitely who I would lean towards, right? And she talks about this and how hard it is for her to give things up. And they had a really helpful hint, like write everything down, delegate. You know, you're going to do this half the list and you're going to do this half of the list. And once it's off your list, you are not allowed. And sometimes you need that black and white. Like you are not allowed to like have an opinion or say something about that and really making it so black and white at the start, right? 
Because that is something that I struggle with too. Like literally today I said to Sean, like I needed to mow the lawn and I think you should do it at this time. And he was like, no, I'm going to be laying on the couch for a while. Like I'm going to take time and I'm cringing inside, right? Like, gosh, it's, it's going to get hot later. You need to get outside. Just get it done. I've been asking you to do this. And at the end of the day, if it's done before we go to bed, who cares? It got done. But all of that to say, I still cringe. And at moments, I'm like, God bless America. Like, this is not getting done. Um, so that's been a good test for me that is continuously testing me. But I think the idea of, like, walking away really is what we have to do sometimes. And yeah. being okay that, like, what do we care about? It's the end result. Like, did it get done? Mm-hmm. Do I need to know every detail of how we got to that point of done? No, because it's going to make me mad. So don't even tell me how what your plan is on getting it done. As long as at the end of the day, the dog gets to the vet or the groceries get in the fridge or, you know, this laundry is folded. I don't care what you did in the in-between. And that's a continuous practice for sure. I love that you brought that up. I also listened to Glennon's podcast and I haven't, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, um, I'm sending it for sure. <laughs> that will be good for me because I feel like my first step in navigating this is the walking away. But I also love the idea of just like being like dividing the list and like that is my like last step I need to do. Everything else is on this other person that you're delegating to. And I think of that even with work. Um, because like for my work, my nine to five job, I work on a team. So there's two of us and all of the time I will like say like I'm handing something off, but then I will create another Google reminder for myself to check in on if he did that thing and if it was done right. And I like this idea of being able to just be like, I've handed it off and the rest is on you. Um, just kind of like alleviating it from your plate. Yeah. And some of it is like, when we were making these lists, I was like, there are some things I know that I will not be able to give up control on, right? Like I make dinner, so I'm not going to give up grocery shopping because I have a system and I know what I need. And it's way easier for me to just do it because I won't have stress that you'll forget something or you'll do it quote unquote wrong, right? That's okay. I kept grocery shopping on my list, but there's other things like laundry. I don't care how that gets done. And I swear to you for the last two years, I can see a pile of dirty laundry and not worry about it. Cause I know that he's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in my timeline, maybe not in the way I would do it, but sure enough, for the last two years I've had clean clothes. So that's something that like, it doesn't even bother me anymore. I mean a little, but not as much mm-hmm. when I like pass by the dirty laundry or pass by the three baskets of clean clothes that just aren't put away yet. Like, but I was able to like that go because laundry is something I didn't care enough about to continue to control, right? Like some things we can give up, but acknowledging there's some things you can't and that's okay too. We're not asking ourselves to be different people. Did you, um, is this something that you guys like talk about on like a weekly or even daily basis or these are just kind of givens in your relationship that it's like, these are like my tasks, these are yours? It's become kind of givens, but I know there has been a few times that, we felt it like slip, like nothing's getting done because we're both kind of given up or both tired or both exhausted or like busy seasons. Like if there's certain seasons at work that are harder um, for one or the other, like then maybe in those moments, then you kind of redelegate and you rehash them out. Um, or you're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted from doing the dishes for the last two years. Can we trade? And so I think like there's some of that revisiting um, 
for sure. I think that's also just being in a relationship, but being able to do less, you know, there's less on my to-do list or my constant mental drain of this constant list that he doesn't even know exists. And then I hold him responsible for not doing things on the invisible list he doesn't even see. Like that was creating friction. And so by delegating and working through that together, all the time I'm not spending doing the laundry or restocking paper towels or toilet paper, like that's on his list. By not having to worry about that, that's freed up time and mental space to be able to go read a book, Mm -hmm. go take a bath, go on a walk, go get a drink with a friend. Like it has freed up more time for me to do less and to find activities that are energy or life giving and not those constant draining activities that leave no time for anything else. Right. And I think like the underlying premise behind all of this is that we think that by controlling all things, whether that's like in work or at home, that it's going to create like this perfect life that we're sold, that we're going to achieve. And then we're going to have time for all. Having that perfect life is what will provide us time with our friends and having this ideal lifestyle. But as we're trying to talk about today, it's like, it's actually the opposite and that you don't have to create all this perfect life by doing everything and being so extra. You, it's actually like in giving up things that you're going to find that more balanced life. Yeah. Cause I think in the constant doing, we're not leaving space for ourselves to even be present in those slivers of time that we're doing the good things for ourselves. Right? Like I can, there are so many times and this is not a perfect practice, right? So like there's still times I feel this constant list or constant need to produce or do and that comes and goes. There's different seasons and to acknowledge that, that's okay. I think that's normal. It's not going to be a, all of a sudden I can give everything up and be at peace with everything and that that's not ever going to be me and I know that. Um, but if we're just doing, 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 going, 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 staying so busy, there's no space to be like actually present in the things that are good for us. Or like, I'm so busy getting my kids like their uniform and da 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 and getting them to all the practices that like when I actually go watch a performance, a game or whatever, I'm not able to like be present because I'm thinking about, do we remember the water bottle and this uniform and this? And right after this, we have to go to this thing. And I'm not even like present in the moment that we're quote unquote working towards, right? Like we're sucking all the joy out of that. And so to embrace kind of the pause between like a thought like oh I have to do this and the actual action of it like taking that breath taking that pause like sometimes that's enough to be like oh wait that can wait or nothing the world is not going to fall apart if xyz doesn't get done if we have cereal for dinner because I'm just not feeling cooking tonight no one is going to starve to death like that is okay right mm-hmm. right And this idea that if you allow, like, the cereal for dinner example, it's like, I I know how my own brain works, and it's like, oh, well, if I, we have cereal for dinner tonight, then I'm just always going to continue with that, and we're never going (laughs) to, like, it's like, I always feel like if I give up any control, it just means I'm going to do nothing then, or I'm going to give up entirely, where actually, like, that pause is just re-energizing us to then go forward the next day and have a different outcome. And every day doesn't, like, today's agenda isn't going to affect tomorrow's. Every day's a new day. Again, very cliche, but that's something that's helped me in this journey of letting go. Yeah, and I think it's, like, 
glorified, like to full circle back to like the social media, I think it's shown in so many little ways that like living on E or like being so obsessively like quote unquote busy and um, involved in everything and doing all the things and, you know, being the perfect career woman and mom and wife and, you know, what partner, whatever, whatever that is, like that the norm is just being busy and being tired and that's the norm. And I have made so many posts of like, oh, still tired, like getting it in, getting it done, like as if that's a badge of honor. But like, why? Like, what is our cultural obsession with living on E? Like, what in the world? Like, our culture above so many others, like, it's a very false representation, I think, of what life is supposed to be, of like, we are literally human beings, not human doings. And I heard that once, and I was like, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't even know how to just be because we think that we have to be doing, doing, doing. And I don't know what it is, but like we as a culture, like do not believe that. I don't think we understand that. We don't teach our kids that. And there's something really wrong with that. Like that we're all living burnt out and empty all the time. Yeah. And this goes back to like something that you've brought up in calls prior to this one is just this idea that you have to earn your worthiness through all of these things of doing 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 and I 100% as I know you do resonate with this idea for me like I live by my google calendar that's what I use and like I can't even tell you how many tasks are on it every single day and it's like if I don't hit those then I feel some sense of like like I feel bad about myself and then it feels very hard to rest at night where I will just be like well I'm just gonna do them until they're done And then it's my bedtime and I have no time for me. And so I'm really trying to be okay with getting, like something I've started to try and do is setting a time limit. So when eight o'clock rolls around, that's like my cutoff. And if things haven't got done, I'm trying to learn to be like, it's okay and move them over to the next day. Um, And so this just goes to show like I'm 100% still working on this too. I think, um, this is growth too, like in the last couple, probably couple of years, like two, three years, my job is super stressful too. And in jobs past, I would bring the work home or on the weekends, I'd be up at the clinic or I'd be doing like to prep things and, or catching up or getting ahead or what all of the above. And I will say like, since I started this work, I can count on my hand, one hand, like the amount of times I've opened up my computer after 4.30 when I go home. And like what I always tell myself is like, it'll be there tomorrow. Like it's not going anywhere. There, Of course, there's always going to be more to do. But then being able to prioritize when I get in, like here's this big to-do list. I'm going to knock off some of the easy ones to kind of gain some momentum. Be able to focus. Like it helps me be quote unquote efficient or to get things done or be proactive at work. So then I'm able to let go. So it's kind of that using your time wisely as well. Um, and part of that sometimes at work is like also stopping to work to have a conversation with someone that you're friendly with at work. Like Mm -hmm. that can be enough of a jump start to jump back into the work and 
check more things off so you cannot bring it home. Like, so we're not saying in any of this that like do less means like things aren't going to get done. And I'm not saying that you do less and like, meh, we'll figure it out. Like someone will take over for me and get it done. Like that's not what this is at all. Cause anyone who knows me knows that like at work or my to-do list, like I check a lot off in a day and I still find a lot of excitement when I get to cross <laughs> something off a list. Like that is energizing for me, right? So I'm not saying to do less in the sense of like, we're not actually getting our job done or we're not actually like my house is a pigsty and we eat ice cream every night for dinner. That's not like, that's not the extreme we're talking about here, but in being selective of what's worth, like the amount of energy that we give to it. So I think some tasks like don't require a lot of energy. And even if it physically takes some energy, it's not taking a lot of our mental energy or I can get it done without getting so emotionally involved that it drains me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can stay detached enough to get the task done, but not, get overly invested, like with my emotions, like I shouldn't have to be doing this and this gets me, you know, it, it doesn't need to be that. Here's a task, check it off. That's it. And I think being able to even quantify, not necessarily quantify, but the type of energy a task requires of you. Cause I think sometimes we put more into tasks than they deserve or yes, they're important, but it's, and I work with kids with special needs, like our most severe in the district. And there's crises all the time. And every single one of those kids deserve the attention and the energy that I'm giving to it. But I am telling you, if I got emotionally invested in all the stories that I hear about our kids, I would have nothing left past like 9 a.m. Because I deal with so many between 8 and 9 even, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no way I could get through the day and no way that I could be present at home and no way that I could take care of myself. And so knowing that like there's a piece of it where I have to, it's important that we're caring for this kid, but sometimes having to detach a little and okay, I will solve this problem and move on instead of overly investigating every single thing. Cause you can't. And, but I feel like that scenario you just explained really highlights like what we're getting at where you're not saying like it's too heavy so I'm not going to listen at all. It's just you know, and I know you're, you don't get it perfect every time, but you know how much of yourself you can give into that story so that you have energy left over for the rest of your day and for yourself. Just as you were saying prior to that, that we're not saying like, oh, do, just do less and life's going to be great. It's like holding on to the things that have worked for you in the past, even if it was to a detriment, just maybe letting go of some of it. It's this idea of like being able to hang on to some things that may have been working, but letting go of others. And it just takes time. As we've both said, like we still don't always get it right. And it's like a learning practice, but there is value in hanging on to things that have worked in the past. Absolutely. And I think there's, the seasons, the idea of the seasons of like, um, seasons in life, seasons of the year. So like when I was getting my master's and I had two kids under two and my husband had to commute to work two hours a day. So he was gone almost 12 hours a day. Like, and I worked full time and I was getting my master's and I was studying for a board test and I had two under two. I mean, those are seasons where like, it's okay if there are seasons where 
you feel drained a lot of the time, right? Yeah. That's okay. We're not saying like that means never go back to school or never go for a different job or never, um, whatever, go into being an entrepreneur and selling the jewelry that you want to make. Like no one is saying not to do those things. And I think that's also sometimes I'll beat myself up on, but I want to do more. Like right now I'm feeling called to do more, do something else. And you're like, no, but that's doing more, not less. Like we should be doing that. That's bad. It's not bad and good, less and more. Like it doesn't, I think those words are hurtful when we understand though that like by putting some time into this season I'm going to be able to in the future kind of let go of a job that doesn't fulfill me at all and go into a job that is more fulfilling um and gives me energy even when it's hard um and so this season has to be that and that's okay so I think to acknowledge that there are kind of those flows of life where sometimes even if you want to be doing less it really isn't possible um absolutely and that's okay. There's no judgment there. I think we all understand that. But even if you're in school and you're busy, being able to like, this paper isn't an A paper. It's a B paper. You're still going to get the degree. That's okay. Like mm-hmm. thinking like that. And I think I had a hard time with that. Like 4.0 took extra credits all the time. Like I was not good at that while I was in school, but if I were to go back, I think being okay with a B instead of an A, if it meant I got two more hours every night to be with my family, that's worth it. Yeah. And I think a key in everything that you're saying right there is just like acceptance and this could be its own topic in itself, but letting go of the idea of like having work-life balance, like as important as that is, I think the way that it's expressed all of us isn't even a reality that we're going to be able to like have this perfect balance of work and being home whereas I feel like what you're saying is like this season there's some really important things going on at work and maybe I'm more invested here which means I am maybe doing less around the house at the moment um but knowing that in the future things might be less busy at work and you're able to show up more in your life Mm -hmm. but having the acceptance and peace and like recognizing what season it is and then doing your best to show up in those ways but you're never going to be 100% both at home or in work or with friends all these different things and that's definitely something I'm trying to work on at the moment because as you're saying I also am like if it is tied to my name in any way it needs to be the very best it needs to be perfect and that's draining and daunting and it makes me like not even want to show up for things at times because if I don't think it's going to be absolutely perfect then it's like it scares me and I hold back and I'm doing the opposite of what I actually want to do at that point well isn't that just give even more fuel to the idea of being able to delegate then. Because then if your coworker has this task and your name isn't on it, it doesn't have to be perfect because your name wasn't on it. Or Mm -hmm. if that task is with your partner and not with you, who cares if it's not perfect because your name's not on it. So still honoring that need that you have, but I think it reinforces the idea of like, you can delegate because that almost frees your name or your need of perfection even more because you're not even tied to it. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with that. And that's why, like, I love the idea that you already brought up today is just, I already have, like, taken care for the most part of, like, needing to walk away. But I love the idea of also just being like, this is yours. And then, like, that's the end of my contribution to this task or this project like beyond that this is on you 
And so I definitely plan to try and implement that more. Yeah, I don't think any of this is like easy. And I'm not, all the things I've said, like (laughs) even things I'm like, oh yeah, I do that. Never 100%. None of this is like 100% of the time. There are still times when I'm like with my husband and I'm like, you're not doing this good enough. This isn't how I want it to be. This isn't, and he's like, then you do it. And you're like, that's right. Because if we always are like going at the people who are supposed to be doing it, that we should be trusting to do it. Like they're going to shut down too and be like, then screw it. Like, I'm not even going to try because you're going to tell me it's wrong or not good enough. And so that letting go and I don't know that I'm always good about this at work um, or in all aspects by any means, but I think the honoring of the recognition that we all are humans and have these big, vast lives outside the sliver of time I see you. So like, even with my husband, like I see you and I know you the best, but like your whole work life and all those dynamics, like I hear about it, but I don't intimately know all the things you're doing all day, right? Or the coworkers I work with all the time. Like, of course, I see you at work. I know your work ethic. I know all those things. I know some things about your personal life, but I don't know everything you have going on in your life, right? Or the friend or the anyone, like we don't know what all is going on in each other's lives and no one knows everything that's going on in my life except me, mm-hmm. right? Like intimately, all those inner thoughts. And and so just that simple take a breath and acknowledge that there's probably a lot more underneath what you're seeing, um, I think allows for some grace because you really want people to give you that grace too. Absolutely. That's what, before you had even said it, what was coming to mind was just like being able to have grace for others, but also grace and gentleness for yourself which is probably the hardest um but it does make me think back to what I was saying earlier on where like you gave me such an awesome opportunity last week by like just flat out asking me like is this going to be good or like bad for you at the moment where I would have powered through otherwise and probably not shown up as my very best but it reminds me of what you were just saying of being able to take that pause and kind of as best you can place yourself in somebody Mm -hmm. else's shoes at the moment um and let them show up as their very best because their best is definitely going to look better than your best yeah I think all of this is just to say this is not easy and it's not necessarily natural because of what our culture kind of conditions us to believe it's kind of counter to all these messages that we're getting and so it's not easy and it's not perfect and you won't be quote unquote good at this every single day, I don't think. Um, but making sure, I mean, the effort is recognized. So even saying no to one thing, even taking that pause before jumping up to get the next thing done, like giving yourself even a couple seconds of rest, like those are good places to start. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping. I think what we're hoping you guys get out of this is that it's not going to be a zero to a hundred or a hundred to zero. A hundred to zero is what we really want. Like yep. it's not going to happen like that. Um, that's not actually how life is, but to know that like to work towards this is going to grant you some moments where you're able to kind of be a little more present and a little more being instead of doing. Yeah. And anything that I would have said to like conclude today is everything that you've just said. So I don't need to repeat it. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me and other areas that I have began practicing doing less is the idea that 
as you said, it doesn't need to be, we're changing everything overnight. It might just be letting go of one task and that gets easier. And then the next week you can maybe let go of another one, but definitely just this idea that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be fast. It's going to be messy and it's going to take some time. And also it'll be worth it because your worthiness isn't tied to that more. I think your actual innate worthiness and appreciation um, of yourself kind of comes when you're able to take moments to recognize the beauty of yourself. So that's what we're hoping to leave you with. Um, Just some food for thought and hopefully maybe one piece of action or inaction. That's kind of what we're hoping for you today.